0: Hello, and welcome again to Relationships Rule. This is a special episode of Relationships Rule because it's episode 100. I can't believe that I've made it this far on my journey. I love interviewing interesting people every week and bringing them to you and getting your support. I want to thank a few people for helping me get this far, particularly my team at Amplify You that help um, make this happen, Michelle Abraham my mentor in podcasting, Aaron and Troy, for helping me look good on on the uh, audio podcasts. And I know we don't look good, we just sound good, but it's everything that goes along with it. And, um, And I most importantly want to thank my guests for having been amazing and my audience. Thank you so much for being there, listening and supporting Relationships Rule and supporting me. It's important that I spread the word about building relationships and the importance of spreading kindness and appreciation to all that we connect with along the way. So I feel as though this is the mission of my podcast, and I want to thank you for being there uh, to do that with me. This is a uh, this will be a great episode that you'll enjoy from another podcaster, uh, Jake Anderson, and it's kind of fitting that he's my 100th. Uh, guest because he is uh, building a podcast uh, audience as well and has done it very quickly and has some great tools uh, or comments and and hints about podcasting in this interview. So I hope you enjoy it and thank you again for being there and let's stay together on the next leg of the journey of Relationships Rule. Hello and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I'm your host Janice Porter and this week I have my special guest is Jake Anderson coming to us from Virginia and Jake is a fellow podcaster and um, a really interesting guy that I met through another podcaster actually. It's kind of an interesting fun community to to be part of. Welcome Jake to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Janice. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And, and, and yes, podcasting is one of my favorite things. And, it, and I think what drew, drew us together is it's, it's such a relationship tool. And I know we're big on relationships and, uh, and podcasting is certainly something that can forge that together, I think, better than anything in terms of content
0: creation. And that's um, thank you. Yes, I am. I'm learning that as I go. I want to tell my audience a little bit about you, um, that you actually grew up in the Appalachian Mountains of Southwest Virginia. And I know that you are married and have two wonderful little boys. And what I loved about, um, hang on, I stopped. I went to the wrong place first on my notes. I wanted to say that you are an award winning entrepreneur with more than 10 years experience in building startups. Uh, Your mission today is focusing on helping entrepreneur podcasters develop in-house podcast management systems using your uh, tripod method, which systemizes the three pillars of podcast management, booking, the the three pillars of podcast management, booking, production, and marketing. Now, I don't want to start there, though. Um, I know that you have a podcast of your own called the introspective podcast and you've been working really hard on that and it's a top 100 podcast on apple congratulations and um but what uh what i want to start with is something i saw on your get to know jake um uh, media sheet which talks to your superpower and it is uh, the ability to effectively use both sides of the brain your career spanning from examining multi-billion dollar banking institutions as a senior financial analyst to creative light to um, your business that you just recently sold, um, which was creative lighting design for events. um, And you did some huge ones, I understand. And what what I love is that you definitely are a true entrepreneur. I just, every time I talk to you, I see it, I hear it. I can see it in your eyes, like, cause we're on zoom and, um, and how excited you get about certain things. So how does somebody who was in corporate, like financial analysts become an entrepreneur? Like, was it always in your blood and you knew you had to get out of corporate or tell me a little bit about that?
1: You know, I, um, when I was in high school, it really happened when I was 18. When, when I was in high school, um, I didn't have any real direction or drive as to what I wanted to do, and something clicked. I remember it was the summer before I started college, and uh, in fact, my my degree that I was enrolled in for college was um, physical education. I wanted to be I want to be a gym teacher. I was like, hey, gym gym every day sounds like fun. Like I just had I had no idea. Like I just had no idea what I wanted to do, and and then I started. I don't know something happened. I remember I, I just started thinking about. The idea of, of owning a business and it got and it made me really excited and I just got bit, I was bitten by the entrepreneur bug. So when I went to college, the very first day I went and changed my major to business. And I, I remember I was sitting in the advisor's office and she was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. And uh, I had to choose a concentration. It was between finance and accounting, and economics, and anyway, marketing, a couple of management. And back but, then,
0: I bet they didn't have an option that was entrepreneurship.
1: No, uh-uh. I, they yeah, do now they,
0: in some universities, but they didn't yeah, back then.
1: I'm yeah, sure. they. They no it was I mean, college didn't really like my entrepreneurship, I all that skill I had to learn outside of college. I mean, I, I so when I went to college, I chose finance because I thought, okay, well, I feel like probably the most challenging thing to, to really get to get to get down here is like the the money, like understanding the money side of it. So that's why I chose finance, and that's what led me to doing banking mm. examination work and being a financial analyst. So, but it's always been like that is, uh, ever since I was 18, that's always been my goal was to get an entrepreneurship. And and then when I, w- what led me into lighting, um, I ended up partnering with somebody who's much older than me, who, who was in the events industry, uh, mainly on the concert side of things, I actually worked on some like national recording artists, concert sets right. and production sites. And um, just like as a shatter, not, not as a producer in that respect. But, but it led me, you know, I moved to Richmond 2010, you know, my wife and I were at times, was my girlfriend, we started, you know, forging our relationship. And, and then I just kind of, you know, found myself, I was really, I mean, I failed for four years of just trial and error, made mistakes, I couldn't get any traction. And, um, and then I started doing lighting design. For special events and uh and it, it took off and I worked on some events for fortune 500 companies and did uh, actually my third event was a Hollywood movie premiere and in in, 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 uh, in uh, Georgetown with like okay. a thousand people and it was crazy it was okay, it, it which was one? like this movie wasn't Uh, Big Miracle um, with Drew Barrymore and John Krasinski. Um, It was like their after party cocktail reception thing Um, because they had it at the AMC Lowe's Theater right in downtown Georgetown. They went to Sequoia. So I did all the lighting at Sequoia. Um, But, you know, that's kind of the nutshell of of getting into it and people used to always like, they're like, wait a second. Like you're a banking person and you're doing (laughs) lighting design. I was like, I guess I'm, I guess that's my superpower. Like, I feel like I know I can switch back and forth between that engineering kind of mind to going into, like, I can definitely go into creative visionary mode just as I can snap back and forth between the both very easily. And it's never been a challenge for me.
0: And you know what I see behind you in your uh, office, a picture of, Albert Einstein on the wall and that kind of says it all because (laughs) you know left brain the math the finance and the creativity the forward thinking the Mm -hmm. the the piece that keeps you going I think because I know from talking to you that you're all about systems and yet you are also a very personable um, relationship kind of guy so I can see there's both sides to that and your family's really important to you you've got two cute little guys and you know and, and that makes you smile and light up just yeah. as i do with my granddaughter when i think about it because it's all about the kids really you know yeah, and um, and i i know that also that spoke to me when i saw that your um uh your charity of choices about um child trafficking and so on so it's all about kids and i and i see that yeah. but what i love is that You are, you are really, you epitomize entrepreneurship because you're, you're, are you, well, are you a workaholic? I don't know if you're a workaholic, but you just, your mind doesn't stop. I can just tell.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I, I think that, see right now I'm in such a transitional phase. I, I I could easily be perceived that way. And, and um, well, even with my last company uh, because my last company Put me honestly, it put me in a very dark place. Even I was lighting, people always juggle about lighting (laughs) and put you in a dark place. But, uh, but the reason it did was I just wasn't happy with that for many years. um, Many years. I mean, I started my exit strategy three years before I even sold the company, and um, it was a long, dreadful process. But, um, but I, I always felt like my entrepreneur, like the business was always on my mind more than I really wanted it to be because the level of risk associated with that particular company was so high that it was hard to disconnect from it because I was always
0: worried uh, about it. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, you know, with that business, I actually moved three hours from it. It was headquartered in Richmond. I moved back town in Roanoke. And, um, it was for personal reasons. It wasn't just to, you know, cause I wanted to move. It was for family personal reasons. And, uh, you know, it's the wedding and events industry. There's a lot of risk. Think about, if you think about a wedding with, you know, and we were working on upscale weddings that were tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars invested into these, into this four hour time block <laughs> yeah. that you can't mess up. So, um, and, you know, I think our largest weekend, we did 14 weddings and oh um, yeah, we did, we did a lot, we did pretty high volume, but we were also um, very specialized in what we did. So we had good systems down to produce at that level and still maintain qu- standards of quality. So it would just put me in a very dark place. So, but moving into, you know, into this online world and cause I just sold that company December 2nd. So I guess All it's right. been a couple months now. And um, so I'm in that transitional phase where I'm building kind of this new, you know, new thing with podcast. I love podcasting and it goes back down to relationships because, you know, I was like, if I could do something every day, what would it be? And I was like, I would just talk to amazing people. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: me too. That's what I would do. If
1: I could just make that my job every day, just to have connection with amazing people you know, that would make me really happy. And that's kind of where I'm trying to go with it is to, um, is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just immersing myself into that space and filling the voids that I have discovered through being part of the market for, you know, almost two years now.
0: Yes, it's an int- I know when I first uh, got involved, I guess it's been for me a year and a half maybe. And uh, I love it. But there's so much to know and there's so many podcasts um, that, you know, there's a lot of noise out there, just like there is with blogs and there is with everything else, you know, that they get to a saturation point. So what makes you stand out from the crowd? But um, for me, it's about, um, it's about people who you can tell enjoy talking to people because some podcasts for me, like, and I don't have time to listen to them all either, you know, like there's so many that I try to focus on ones that uh, I like to hear uh, the content, but I also listen from an interviewer perspective. And I like to listen to the questions that they ask. Do they ask the same questions every time or do they go with the flow? You know, there's things, there's so many different things. Then there's monetizing the podcast. And then I don't know, there's just so much the production of it. um, and everybody's at different levels and I'm just sort of plugging along, doing my thing and trying to make it work. And, um, but I do, this is the part I love the best is interviewing people. And Mm -hmm. um, I know that um, your podcast is called the introspective podcast. So how did you come up with that name?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I I was actually um, speaking about this uh, 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 yesterday on an interview and my, so when I had launched my podcast, I, I was thinking about the messaging. The messaging has actually evolved since I launched this podcast August of last year. And when I had launched it, my thought was, well, first off, I think entrepreneurs are very introspective people, right? Be, because we deal with so much risk and so many, so much uncertainty in our decision-making that we have to be introspective about those decisions, and we have to kind of raise our awareness and like and, and kind of like think about, you know, how is this decision, you know, going to affect the outcome that I'm desiring to 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 strive for? So, and I'm a very introspective person. I'm constantly like digesting and internalizing like my decisions.
0: That's like, your analyst side. That's your very, left brain side.
1: Yeah, very analytical about things and and um and, and the, so when I first started the podcast, the whole idea was. You know, people come to these hard choices that they have to make in business and or in life too. Um, we're entrepreneurs, I feel like it's an integrated thing here between business and life in some ways. Um, it's just who we are. And when you come to that decision, you have to make that hard choice, but it always leads to that breakthrough. And so, like the whole concept was to try to like dissect the hard choices that leads to the breakthroughs and like understand like what led to the breakthrough, which in some ways that still is part of the experience with the podcast, but really where it has evolved to is, um, I, I believe that I'm very much so an against the grain kind of a guy when it comes to business, I do anything. Like if I see people zigging, I'm always trying to zag. I don't like to go with the flow. I, I, I model, I do mod like there's like model success and I do believe in that to a degree. Um, I don't necessarily think that it, it, I think if you model too much to where you just become a carbon copy and it's just another kind of me too company, like, Oh yeah, I can do that too. You, you have to be radically different and what it is that you're doing. And if you're not, it can put you in a vulnerable place and at a disadvantage in the marketplace. So I've always been that like, you know, very, like I've got to do things different. So, Going back to the name, you know, it's like in how it's evolved is and even me as an interviewer for anybody who's in podcast or think about getting into it, like really pay attention to how you interview and kind of like how things flow, because that's going to also help you tailor your messaging. And I started noticing that when I would interview people, I was constantly looking for that new perspective, that new way of looking at something that most people aren't looking at. And that's really where it's evolved to today in the podcast. And it's like that introspective, it's like, this is the way I've always kind of been thinking about it. But after hearing this interview that's shifted now, and this is like, like brought my awareness to a different place and I see different opportunity now, like that's the outcome. Like I'm always saying like, what's the outcome I want people to get from listening to a show is I want them to get a shift in perspective. So that's where it's come to. And then the last thing I'll add to it is the deeper why behind it. Um and this is something that I, I, just, uh, I just shared for the first time on an interview yesterday for my own podcast. And this will be the first time I've shared it on somebody else's podcast. So uh, I, you know, as you know, I'm a very, very, you know, big into my family and to my kids. And one of the reasons I love podcasting is um, specifically it's, you know, you're documenting a journey. And, you know, when I get to become When my kids get to the point where they're kind of advancing into the real world, you know, they're going to have, you know, however many 15 plus years of wisdom that's been documented, daddy's documented for his boys that that can be a gift to them. Like they'll be able to hear my whole entire journey as they grew up. Uh, Cause I do one, I do a solo episode once a week called a moment of introspection. And that's kind of like my time to just like be introspective on my podcast and just kind of like, let my thoughts go. I'm very intentional about the topic. And then there's the interviews. So it's like, they can literally go through this whole podcast from the time they were little kids up into that point and like hear the wisdom and, and what's been shared. So it's really creating a path to entrepreneur wisdom. And like, that's kind of what it's, it's carving for, for people, um, including my, and, I, and it's like, I'm really, you know, I want, I want to make a big impact with it, but my why really goes to my kids or and creating that path get creating that path for them. And I, I can just, I can visualize them when they're 18 or like, oh my gosh, we've got so much here that we can just follow the whole journey that dad took to get to the place that he's at today um, at 18 years old. And I want that to be a good place. I want that to be a very positive place that they can see and be like, let's reverse engineer this. Let's follow his journey. So that's where it came
0: from. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's really special. Um, And I think that, you know, I go back to, you know, when I asked you at the beginning about how you came from finance to, you know, pure entrepreneurship, I think I've always said, like, I don't know that I was always entrepreneurial and an entrepreneur per se, because I think that we overuse that word. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I'm a business owner and I specialize in certain things. And I can usually tell when someone is a true entrepreneur. And I really think that's been in you all along. And and that's why, you know, this is the journey that you're chronicling. This is what this is one way that will totally um, teach your boys, you know, uh, and have them thinking as because it's coming from how you're going to teach them day to day as well, right? In right. that, you know, to, to follow their own heart and follow their own path. And, um, and entrepreneurship is comes from within, I really believe that you're a visionary, okay. that's a true entrepreneur, and you can see what you want to create. And I think that that's very special and not an everyday thing. So I commend you on that. Now, I I want to just shift for a second to something you said to me earlier, which was you want to um, teach people, and you didn't quite say it in these words, I don't think, but you said you wanted to to show people how a podcast can turn into a business asset.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Can you just um, elaborate on that a little bit?
1: You know, I I think that, Let's just for a second, let's just take the word podcast out of the the, the, the language. Okay. Let's just say that you know, because like this is the thing. Let's get to the root here and get to the core of what we're really doing. Even right now on mm-hmm. this on this interview, it's two people having a conversation and sharing thoughts around, you know, an intentional topic or you know, subject matter. And the podcast, all the podcast, I mean, a podcast is it's it's a way to distribute that thought or that curated thought from somebody else or something that you create. So it's what I mean by turning it into a business asset is we are like as a podcaster. What I have learned about podcasting, one, a few things I really love about it because it makes life so much easier as a as a especially in the online space, um, and I believe so also a brick and mortar too. This is still applicable. Is that it is a incredible relationship building tool right? So that's one of the th- three ways it can turn into a business asset. Like, I don't want to just be like, all right, I'm going to start a podcast. And that basically means, and that's limited to me recording stuff and putting it on Captivate, and it goes to Apple and all the different places for people to listen to. And that's where it's constrained to. Like, that's not turning it into a business asset. What would be turning it into a business asset is, you know, hey, Janice and I are here having an interview and We had a really strong vibe and good exchange of energy. I can tell there's an alignment of values. And I, you know, one of the big mistakes I see people make is like after they're done with the interview, they never talk to the person again. It's like, why would you not do that? This is a business for, this is a relationship that could turn into a referral partner. It could turn into a It could turn into all these things and you need to cultivate that. So That is the first, like, there's really two sides of it. That's the first side of it is using it as a networking tool. And I'll tell you this, when you have a podcast, your ability to attract the like high profile people to have conversations like that kind of conversation with is, is realistic now. You know, I had, I mean, the biggest guest I've had on my show was Dr. Bill Dorfman, who was the celebrity dentist. He's been on Larry King live and Oprah. Oh, that's
0: and, right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And he's, right. he was the biggest guest I ever had. And I've, I've got his cell phone number, you know, I could text him right now. I won't, but <laughs> cause I yeah. still kind of like, Oh, you're still, you know, a pretty big deal. We, But, but, but the, but the lesson remains like it's, it's a relationship that was cultivated. You had some really focused time with this person and get to know him. And your conversation wasn't all about business. It was actually like, we're having deeper conversation. And when you have deeper conversation, you build a stronger relationship and that can be turned into many different things. So that's the first thing. And it's a, it's a really, it's a big shift in mindset and how you look at it. Cause I think a lot of people, again, they look at podcasts like, oh, this means that you're you're creating things to go into Apple. So well, yes, technically, but there's so much more to it than that. And you have to make that shift if you really want to turn it to a business asset. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, it can really become as is it, when you're on as being in the online space, how you show up, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, you know, you've got YouTube, obviously you got the pie. like there's all these different mediums where you can distribute content mm-hmm. and podcasting is a really powerful core asset for content or core content, not core asset, but core content that you can create. So by doing it on video, you know, I've, I've really been strategically thinking through, how can I take again, removing podcasts from the equation? Like, let's just remember, like what we're doing is we're documenting thoughts that are created and curated. Um, So you brought me on to, to your show, you're curating my thoughts to distribute to your audience. Right. Or you could just record your own thoughts and create them yourself, but they're still created. And what do we do with these thoughts? Okay. Well, we've got the podcast interview that this, this is, it was first, you know, recorded and documented for that purpose. But what about YouTube? You know, maybe I can do, maybe I can do something with this on YouTube and that doesn't mean take the whole interview necessarily and put it on YouTube, Mm -hmm. a way to do it. And I've started doing this and it's actually been working quite well is you have to start with like, why are people coming to YouTube right Mm -hmm. now? I know that certain podcasters that are really big that the interview high, like a Joe Rogan is like, he's always bringing on really big name guests. They could probably get away with just throwing a whole interview on and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But what I've done is I'm thinking about, I start with, I kind of reverse engineer. So like I start with the pro the platform and then I reverse engineer back. Like how What? like starting with like, what are people showing up for, for YouTube? Usually it's to get entertained or it's to, you know, get help with something and learn something, right? And it's got to be a very specific thing. It's got to be one thing. Like a video needs to be to, to one thing. And there's a lot of things you talk about on a podcast. So that's why I don't do the whole interview because it's, it's too much. Like we just need one thing, a good five to six minute highlight. So, and I'll give you this little example of like how I reverse engineer this process. So I start with that understanding that that's how people show up. And then it it backs into, okay, well, how can I create a piece of content from my podcast that I can put on YouTube? Well, it's through revealing frameworks. And a framework would be um, this is a three step process to um, repurposing your podcast to YouTube. Maybe that's a question you would ask me. It's like, hey, I know that you do a lot with YouTube. Like, how, like, this, you know, feels very organic and conversational. You would say something like, how do you, how do you, um, what's your approach to like using your podcast as a, as, as content that you put on YouTube. And then I'm like Oh, I'll go through my framework. Cause I've actually got a process here. And then I tell my framework and then what you can do is you start off with that question. of if you asking me that, that's your hook. And then it turns into the framework or the meat of the actual YouTube video. And they get the outcome of understanding how to repurpose your podcast to YouTube. And it, and it's a really nice condensed YouTube video now. So, you have to reverse engineer all the way back to like, these are the questions that I'm going to ask that leads to this kind of content that we're going to produce.
0: Whoa. Okay. So, um, two things. One, is it up there? Because I got to go watch it now, your framework <laughs> video. And yeah. number two, um, when I um, record my podcast interviews, yes, I do a little bit of homework on my guest. But I like to be in the moment and I like to um, uh, go from my intuition as to the conversation. um, Number one, to give my guest an opportunity to, you know, speak to to what they want to talk about. But at the same time, I want it in context um, to, you know, relationship marketing or relationships and the power of that and the values that that I feel about that. Um, so how, how would I think about the reverse engineering of making sure that I get that kind of a question that can be a clip? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm with you. So what I just did would be a clip, right? That, which you just asked me, you said, how, how do you turn your podcast into a business asset? Okay. Well, that's a question teeing me up to go into some kind of a framework. So your YouTube video would be called. Um turning your, turn, turn your podcast into a business asset or something like that, right? That's the title of it.
0: And exactly. tar- this is the interesting piece. So if I learn how to do that and I start to do that, that particular clip that I put on my YouTube is then going to lead people to yours to show you the framework and how to do it. I love it. That's kind of.
1: Yeah. Funny. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not so much like you don't want to get too literal on this and like, be like, okay, I need a framework and I've got to ask, you just you, there's certain ways you can there's certain questions you can ask that will just prompt sure. people to go into frameworks, and because um, you you know when you ask me like how do you turn into business asset I know in my mind I've got probably like a framework in mind of what that means and I did that I was like well the first thing is number one the networking aspect so I went through that piece number two you know you need to use it as as core content that can be redistributed and I gave a good example in fact. You could even take what I just said about YouTube specifically and how to do that and make that a YouTube video because it's specific to an outcome. And and that, that video actually probably would do really well, probably better than the other one, because there's a lot of you can even do keyword research. Like, well, what are people really searching for? It's like, I really want to learn how I can turn my podcast into a YouTube video. Well, Jake just gave an awesome explanation that spoke to that that I can make into a YouTube video. So that's, and that's just one thing. I mean, there's also like, I've got a blog. It's really creating that digital real estate that that continues to generate traffic. And YouTube is digital real estate. Your blog, um, everything I, I do gets housed in the blog. That's kind of like the single point of entry there to determine a journey. So the YouTube video clip goes on the blog. The show notes go on the blog. The transcription goes on the blog. The audio player goes on the blog. So anybody who wants to listen to an episode can go there And be able to pick, like, you know, yes, I want to learn about this one like key thing that they taught about on the podcast. I can read the show notes if I want to do that. I can listen the whole episode if I want to do that. I even put banners there for offers and references of resources that again helps people get directed to where they actually, you know, want to 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 learn more. And and by the way, some of these things are affiliate links that turns into monetization. So, and that's traffic that'll continue you know, in perpetuity, because Google is going to consistently crawl as people are searching for that stuff. They were going to always be landing on that page. Your podcast, if you just do your podcast, it goes in the podcast, and goes to Apple yet searchable, but not, not like the blog post is because the blog post is very far more intentional and it has more assets and more searchability than the, uh, the podcast does the same thing
0: on your website.
1: It's on my website. So, yeah, so I have a podcast website now, but yeah, if you want to look at my YouTube, I just literally just launched this YouTube channel. <laughs> um, the strategy is in place and I finally got it out there, but it, I launched it, I think a week ago and between the, the quick clips, which is what I'm using for repurposing as well as um, the actual video content. Um, I think I'm around 700 views on the channel so far, which is pretty. I'm pretty happy with that. You know, yeah. for first week, it's very brand, it's very much so brand new, and uh, but it's it's well, it's getting picked up in search results. That's the thing. I'm seeing that it's getting picked up in search results because it's intentional content. It's focused content. I'm not just throwing the whole interview on there. Because people people don't normally go. People don't really go to YouTube. Some people may, but most people don't go to YouTube to watch Talking Heads for an hour talk.
0: No, they don't I really.
1: Know. That's not really why they show up. They show up because they're, they're trying to figure something out. <laughs> they're trying to get some information, or trying to learn something, um, or they're trying to just be entertained. Usually, it's entertainment or, edu- mm-hmm. or education on something. So,
0: well, I tell you, there are so many nuggets you have shared in this interview today, and I so appreciate it. it it's really. And I'm um, going to, I'm going to ask you one last question, but I want to uh, let my audience know, and I will put it in the show notes, of course, what's the best place for them to get hold of you to find out more about um, you and what you do and how you can help them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to make it really easy for your listeners. It's just go to connect with jake.com. And that'll take you to my, um, it's a link tree that I got with, with. it's got, it's, it's a, it's a premium link tree. So it's got, you know, it, it, it'll show you where my social media stuff is, my podcast, um, and also pointing uh, once I'm still working on getting my, my, my company, my new company website up, but eventually that'll be pointed there too. And then, um, yeah, I mean, you can, you know, whatever platform you're on, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on, um, you know, Facebook or whatever, the links will all be there. If you want to listen to my podcast, the link will be there. Um, and you can just choose it, choose a journey you would like to take. So yeah, connect with jake.com.
0: All right. Perfect. Um, and I know that you're, I, I think I'm now I'm doubting myself that you're a prolific reader. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So what are you reading right now?
1: So right now, um, I just started a book, uh, it's called The little book of clarity. Oh, and uh, by Jamie Smart. I just started. I, my birthday is actually this Saturday. Um, I'll oh, be it is. Yeah. So, um, my birthday present to myself was I bought. Wait, <laughs> last Saturday, Saturday
0: or this Saturday?
1: This Saturday coming this up. Coming Yeah, this yeah. Saturday uh, coming up.
0: Uh, the yeah. seventh,
1: eighth, 9th, 10? tenth. Yep, tenth of April. Yep. Um, so, um, my little birthday present to myself was I got. Uh, I bought Limitless by Jim Quick. Um, I got a little book of clarity. I bought uh, what was it? Vivid Vision. I, j- I just um, I'm, I'm, I'm I was reading that, and, and and it's a really good book that tells you how to create the vision statement for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, a, and the thing that's cool about that book is it completely goes against the grain of like your traditional vision statement, which is this like one line statement. They're like that's useless. That doesn't do anything. Like, you really need to actually like create this a vision statement it's, it's multiple pages it's very deep and it's something you share with your staff and you share with different people so I like to read business books I love you know any personal development and business book I'm all about but that's yeah that's where I, and I just started reading a little book of clarity I'm still kind of getting into it and honestly, full transparency. The times I've had to read it have been very distracting times. And I'm, I feel like I need to go back. You know how, you know, how it is. You'll read a book. You're like, oh, Where my kid it? just like screamed in the background and like threw my attention yeah. off. There's some good stuff here. But, um, but what I've read so far has been, it's, it's powerful. It's a, it's a short read too. So.
0: Well, thank you, Jake, for sharing your wisdom and your vision um, with us today. I really appreciate it and, I, um, I probably could go on for another half an hour. But as we know, people don't listen to those hour-long things. So we're going to um, wrap it up here. And uh, I know that you have um, a, a new, um, uh, not new business, but a new way for people to manage and do the three pillars of their podcasting. And I think you're going to be launching it like next week or the week after.
1: Yeah. So it's been in beta for a couple months now. Wow. I've been testing it, and breaking it, but I'm actually doing a presentation on it on, on April 19th at 6 p.m. Oh, yeah.
0: oh I say that. And I'm not sure if this will air before then. So I yeah. apologize, but yeah, it'll be up and running. Right? It'll be up.
1: And, 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 and I mean, that that's a presentation. I mean, I'm doing it live, but I'll, yeah. I'll have the recording and okay. again, connectwithjake.com. We'll, we'll, we'll take you to okay. that as well. Um, but yeah, it'll be this month. I'm, I'm finally taking it to market. I've been working on it since last fall, and uh, and it helps you. And really, it's it helps you in house managing your podcast in house to yeah. be able to distribute your content, as I explained before, with doing yeah. it and putting it on YouTube. And, um, and I give the power to the podcaster to doing the management and I provide like a, a foundation of advisory to it. So it's a hybrid model between right. agent services and done for you. So it's a more, more of a done with you type service.
0: Yay. I love because that's um, what I yeah. do with my training as well. Done with you because you get to teach and I love to teach. So yeah, absolutely. So thank you again. And thank you to my audience for uh, listening. And if you liked what you heard, please uh, check out Jake at connectwithjake.com and remember to uh, leave a review if you again liked what you heard and saw and uh, appreciate you all and remember to stay connected and be remembered thank you so much for listening to the podcast today if this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.